Hello, everyone. To this episode of China VC and Tech News Roundup, I'm Eudora Wang, sitting in for Nina Xiang. Here are the hottest news headlines for the week of December the tenth to December the fourteenth. The first one: China is potentially easing its high technology industrial development push formulated in the Made in China 2025 initiative, and shifting focus to pledging great access for foreign companies amid talks between China and the United States to reduce the long-standing trade tensions. Beijing has updated the list of priorities for local governments to focus on, and the Made in China 2025 has been dropped from the list. The initiative, coined in 2015, was aimed at helping China shrink reliance on imported technologies and catch up with the global rivals by 2025 in fields like semiconductors, robotics, and artificial intelligence. One significant revision of the newly issued list, compared with the old version introduced in November 2016, is the government's priority support to promote steady growth of foreign trade and foreign investment at a time when China faces headwinds from trade tensions with the United States. The two countries sealed a trade war truce on December the second, in which America decided to hold off on its action of boosting tariffs to 25 percent from 10 percent on 200 billion U.S. dollars worth of Chinese goods for at least 90 days. The second one. East China's Zhejiang Province, where the country's e-commerce giant Alibaba resides, plans to invest over 120 billion RMB, that is 17.5 billion U.S. dollars, to accelerate the tech industry and scientific innovation in the coming five years, according to announcement from the authority. The provincial government will contribute half of the total investment, and the remaining part will be allocated by the municipal government of different cities in Zhejiang, including Hangzhou, Ningbo, and Wenzhou. The authority also aims to guide some social capital and private financial institutions to invest around 290 billion RMB into the scheme. Out of the investment. 10 billion RMB, that is 1.45 billion U.S. dollars, will be used to purchase scientific equipment and construct a laboratory in the Yangtze River region, said the document. Small and medium-sized enterprises could apply for a subsidy of up to 10,000 RMB, that is 1,449 U.S. dollars for each patent application. The third one. A government-backed 100 billion Hong Kong dollar, that is 12.8 billion U.S. dollars, private equity fund, with the participation of an array of enterprises in Hong Kong and mainland China, was launched on Wednesday to finance the high technology industries in the country's booming economic and business hub, the Greater Bay Area. The new fund, named Greater Bay Area Homeland Development Fund, is the latest effort made by the Chinese government to link Hong Kong, Macau, and nine mainland cities around the Pearl River Delta into an integrated economic and innovation center. The Greater Bay Area Homeland Development Fund, with a planned capital volume of over 100 billion Hong Kong dollars. Will provide financial support to high-technology enterprises in the Greater Bay Area. 
This is according to a report by Chinese state-owned media outlet China Daily, citing Hu Zhanghong, chief executive officer of Greater Bay Area Homeland Investments. Greater Bay Area Homeland Investments was established in March 2018 to serve as the operator of the fund. With a primary focus on fields like medical science, artificial intelligence, and fintech, the new fund seeks to promote innovative startups in key technology fields and entice high-technology companies to set up laboratories or research centers in Hong Kong. Meanwhile, the fund will set up a data platform to provide information about patents, intellectual property transactions, and world experts. It will also help companies export technologies and products to foreign markets backed by the mass production capacity of Guangzhou and Shenzhen. The next one, China will lower tax payment for individual partners of Chinese venture capital enterprises for the next five years to inspire venture capital investment, announced the cabinet on Wednesday. Individual partners of VC enterprises can choose to pay income tax either at the rate of 20% of their income from private transfers and dividends, or at the progressive rates of 5 to 35% levied on their income after surpassing a specific amount. Implemented for five years tentatively, the tax break will be effective from January the first. The new referential tax policy was announced at the recent State Council's executive meeting chaired by Premier Li Keqiang. Next one, Warburg Pincus and Handel Group will tie up to invest a corporate joint venture to pursue special situations investment in real estate projects in China. Under a strategic partnership agreement, the total commitment of the joint venture will be one billion U.S. dollars. And it targets to reach an assets under management of five billion U.S. dollars within the next three years. The two parties will focus on long-term holding of a portfolio of high-quality real estate assets. Handel Group will also explore opportunities to potentially raise third-party capital to set up real estate-focused special situation funds and act as a fund and property manager. Through acquiring poorly managed or underutilized properties in central areas of core cities and reconstructing or renovating those assets, we could create value through improved operations and prudent management," said Joseph Gagnon, managing director and head of Asia Real Estate of Wurger Pincus. The next one. China is seeking to boost the country's adoption of electric vehicles by significantly lifting the charging technology and facilities in the next three years, according to a policy jointly released by four government bodies. China's electric vehicles industry is currently at a critical stage of commercialization. The policy indicates. However, the charging facilities are still facing problems like construction difficulty and operational inefficiency, which have become a weak link to limit the development of China's electric vehicles. The newly introduced policy, jointly prepared by China's Macroeconomic Management Agency, the National Development and Reform Commission, and three other government bodies, calls for a considerable improvement in the charging technology as well as the quality and durability of charging facilities in the coming three years.
The previous five-year plan released by the Macroeconomic Management Agency in October 2015 set the outline for the development of the new policy. The plan set a goal that China would build 12,000 centralized charging stations and 4.8 million decentralized charging piles to meet the demand of 5 million electric vehicles nationwide by 2020. Next one. Tokopedia, the Indonesian version of Taobao, has completed 1.1 billion US dollars led by SoftBank Group's Vision Fund and Alibaba Group Holding, with the participation from SoftBank Ventures Korea, according to a company announcement. The e-commerce unicorn is valued at about 7 billion US dollars after the round, becoming the country's most valuable startup. After the round of financing, the e-commerce giant will continue to focus on the Indonesian market. Founded in 2009, Tokopedia is an Indonesian technology company which operates an online marketplace for physical and digital goods. The platform serves as an intermediary to match customers and retailers, which is a business model close to Taobao in China. Tokopedia claims to have served 93% districts in Indonesia across 17,000 islands in the statement. In the past year, the company has quadrupled its gross merchandise volume and now provides same-day delivery to 25% of its customers. And next one, G7 Networks, a Chinese Internet of Things firm providing smart solutions for fleet management, has secured a 320 million US dollars new round of financing led by private equity firm Haopu Fund. The new financing, one of the largest investments raised in the world's IoT industry, has also seen the participation of a group of investors, including private equity firm China Broadband Capital. Venture capital firm Chenshan Capital, Taihe Capital, and Total Energy Ventures, a corporate venture arm of French integrated oil and gas firm Total. Some of G7 Network's investors in its previous rounds, such as Global Logistics Solutions Provider, Global Logistic Properties, Bank of China Group Investment Limited, and China's internet giant Tencent, also participated in the new round. Founded in February 2011 and headquartered in Beijing, G7 Networks offers a range of fleet management services, including order processing, short- and long-haul visibility, asset tracking, dispatching, and route planning. G7 Networks currently serves over 800,000 vehicles from more than 60,000 firms, it said that it provides services to 85% of China's largest logistics providers, such as SF Express, Best Logistics, DHL, JD.com, and Huawei Technologies Company. The next one, Chinese biopharmaceutical company Shanghai Junshi Biosciences Company has filed for 414 million initial public offering in Hong Kong. Junshi Biosciences will offer 158.9 million shares, with a price per share ranging between 19 Hong Kong dollars and 20 Hong Kong dollars. The shares will be traded on December 24th. Founded in 2012, Junshi Biosciences is a biotech firm that develops macromolecular drugs. 
The company's monoclonal antibody drug JS001 is at a near commercial stage and is set to launch between 2019 and 2020. Junshi Biosciences has reported no revenue in the first half of 2018. They have, however, recorded approximately 1.1 million RMB, that is 160,000 US dollars in revenue for the fiscal year of 2017, all reported within the six months ended June 30. The revenue reported by the company is from consulting and research services, but not from drug sales as their drugs are yet to be commercialized. Hong Kong Stock Exchange revised its rule to allow listings of biotech companies yet to generate revenue in April this year, according to a statement from Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Sufficient revenue had previously been a vital criteria for biotech firms to pass the financial eligibility test of the main board. And next one. Chinese coffee chain stores operator Luckin Coffee has secured a 200 million U.S. dollar Series B round of financing from several investors, including China's Joy Capital, Centurion Capital, Singapore's sovereign wealth fund GIC, and China's investment banking firm China International Capital Corporation Limited. Luckin Coffee. Which reached a unicorn valuation of one billion U.S. dollars after its Series A round of financing in July, has seen its valuation more than double to hit 2.2 billion U.S. dollars after this Series B round. Along with the new investment, Liu Erhai, founder and executive partner of Joy Capital, will secure a seat in Luckin Coffee's board of directors. The investment comes at a time when China's coffee consumption is expected to reach 150 billion U.S. dollars by 2025, compared with the 10.5 billion U.S. dollars consumption recorded in 2015, according to a report released by International Coffee Organization. Known as China's answer to Starbucks. Luckin Coffee was officially launched in January 2018 to serve freshly roasted and ground coffee, along with bakery products. The brand, owned and operated by Beijing-based Raixin Coffee Company, already has more than 1,700 chain stores in 21 cities across China as of the end of November. One of Luckin Coffee's major competitors, Starbucks, whose mainland adventure began in 1999. Has more than 3,400 outlets in 140 cities as of early December. Both the two companies have further expansion plans in China. Luckin Coffee is aiming for 2,000 stores by the year end, while Starbucks is planning to have 6,000 stores by 2022. The next one, 每日一淘 A fresh produced social commerce platform backed by Chinese e-commerce firm Misfresh has secured a 100 million U.S. dollars Series B round of financing, led by internet-focused growth capital fund Genesis Capital. The new funding round follows up on the 30 million U.S. dollars Series A round completed earlier this year, and also saw the participation of investors including DCM Ventures. Vision Plus Capital and SIG Asia Investments. China's retail industry is facing new opportunities and challenges amid increasingly diverse consumer demand, growing supply chain, upgrading mobile social technologies, and developing cold chain logistics. 
founding partner of Genesis Capital, Peng Zhijian, said in a recent statement. Which literally means shopping every day in Chinese was launched in late April 2018, leveraging the so-called sharing to shopping business model. The platform uses a social sharing plus membership system to build an online community for customers to exchange shopping reviews and for the platform to track their purchasing preferences. Based on the customers' purchasing habits, the platform then arranges and replenishes stock accordingly. The final one. Chinese investment firm Grano Yangzi Capital has launched a 600 million RMB, that is 87 million U.S. dollars Yangzi Jiyuan fund, to invest in healthcare, advanced manufacturing, and intelligent technology sectors in China, according to announcement on December the 10th. The new fund is denominated in RMB and has a managing period of six years. Established in 2007, Shanghai-based Grano Yangzi Capital mainly focuses on equity investments in growth and expansion stage enterprises in China. The investment firm currently owns seven private equity and venture capital funds with around 4 billion RMB under management. That's all the headlines for the past week on China's VC and tech sectors. If you find this podcast interesting and useful, we would be very much appreciated if you can give us a rating or write us a review on iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcast. We will also thank you if you can help us spread words by telling your friends about this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Until next week.